I'm going to take that audio and I'm going to put myself in a Adidas track suit, hop in and lock into that countdown. I think that's going to make that countdown a hundred percent better. Cause I thought that's got to be one of the best countdown mixes I've ever heard. I was dancing along to it. You could see me. I don't think anyone else could, but <laughs> you know, I hadn't used it since the early days when I first started live streaming months back. And I, just discovered it in a folder today, but I, then I, I put it in and forgot how long it was. It's, it's a good two, two, three minute countdown, but there's some build up there, but yeah. It allows people the time to assemble without having to have some sort of Captain America figure assemble them, you know? Love it. What a <laughs> Let's segue into today's show. Today's tonight's, Thunder Pop Extra, ladies and gentlemen, on the Sunday night. I'm happy and excited to be joined by Chris Cassidy and coming up on Thunder Pop. Coming up, Chris Cassidy from Geek News Now joins me for this very special Thunder Pop Extra. I'm Stephen Presley. It's Sunday night, Sunday evening, depending on where you're at, maybe morning if you're in Australia and you're watching. And thank you, uh, Aussies, for joining us. But here we are. We're going to begin talking about TFATW. S, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. All theories for the finale are theories. We're going to go through a list of bullet points on our theories of what is going to be the fate of various characters and situations for the finale. It's going to be all theories, heavy theories in this show. Uh, I'm going to open with a, a Thunder take, and um, maybe we'll serve some cake and ice cream. Because we all love, you know. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to treat you to an ice cream, an apple pie, and diabetes. Diabetes. I'd like to treat you to a diabetes. Actually, I'm surrounded by diabetes. Now, one of the things I've learned to do is uh, laugh at people with type 2 adult onset diabetes. And you ought to be, ought to be laughing at Okay, I could, I tried to stop it sooner, but I couldn't get it to stop because I scrolled <laughs> oh up. My goodness. And I was like, where's it at? I gotta stop. Okay, I got, the joke's done. Okay, we got diabetes. Diabetes. Okay, go have some cake, ice cream, and, and maybe some cartoons after the show and some diabetes. Uh courtesy of the great late great Wilford Brimley. Uh, we, but uh, anyway. If anyone deserves it, it's probably me. But we don't always get what we deserve. No. No, I'll have to uh, put it on uh, dry ice and send you your cake and ice cream to, to Maryland. But yeah, we got Chris Cassidy here tonight. Baltimore's favorite son. Uh, the man. That hosts, <laughs> Sorry. The man that hosts, I always, uh, you know. When you call me Baltimore's favorite son, I just immediately have to say, hold on a minute. <laughs> but I appreciate I that. Go on. I'm going to let you continue your introduction. I'm sorry. I interrupted. I don't know anyone else. I mean, I know I do have one other one other person that, that I know from Maryland, but I don't think they live in Baltimore. So you're the only person I know that lives in Baltimore. Um, so you get the title uh, if you're you're in Baltimore proper. Um, you have the title of Baltimore, for, as far as I know, because I don't know anyone else from Baltimore. That's just the closest place I can describe that people understand where I'm from, especially when I do so many things like this from out of town. But I the, I, I went to school in Baltimore. Uh, you know, I'm from the suburbs and, but yes, Baltimore is the closest place. If we're talking about nationwide that people would know me from. 
it all works. It all works. And every time that they show, especially the Falcon Winter Soldiers about to be talking about when they're like Baltimore, which it did again in this episode. That's where uh, Isaiah lives. I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, hometown, boomtown, yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> also, a, fre- a frequent of our show, uh, Jazz One, who lives in the same town as me, but he's from Louisiana. So big, he got a big shout out. Oh, yeah. Too, with Sam Wilson losing, being from Louisiana. And it turns out that uh, Anthony Mack also apparently from Louisiana. So my brother was telling me a lot about that. His uh, Hot Ones interview is where he, my my brother found that out from. I haven't watched it yet, but he was just like, he is, Anthony Mackie is just like a fisherman. He loves that stuff. And so it's really interesting how they work that into his care. And I don't know if from, the comics, if that's the way his character was, and if it is, that would also be fascinating. But the, it's interesting how they worked that aspect of his actual yeah. personage into like his greater character. Yeah, and he's Uncle Sam. Oh my it, gosh! When they said that, I was like, "Ah!" Oh. It was during oh. his montage. Have they called him Uncle Sam before? By the way, I don't remember. I've, I've never caught it before in the past. Anything else? It, and that's what I was wondering. I was like, have they called him that before? And I just never caught it. Or was it just so, cause it was during that montage. He was trying, he was working on it and they're like, Hey, uncle Sam. And I was like, oh. and after I, he is like, he's their uncle Sam, but also we also know what yeah. uncle Sam means in a, the wider context of the stuff. And that's, well, a lot of that stuff is full on into this episode. So, I don't know if there's yeah. anything else you meant to do before we <laughs> fully well, got into it. I'm going to give you some applause. <laughs> and then we're going to go into our opening and then we're going to get right into TFA TWS, our Thunder Take, which is about selfie museums, the museums that have art installs that people take selfies. I have, a, I, I had a take on it and then I found out my take actually has already been taken, but I'm still going to do it. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, I lied. Yeah, yeah. Such a good opening. By the way, thanks to you for changing things for me in a big way because you know, through all through one division, all all season of one division, and now and up through the first few episodes. Of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that Avenger, that opening song, you know, the dun 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 and then you created a new opening. And by the way, Chris Cassidy, Geek News Now, catch him tomorrow night. I'll be there tomorrow. Thank you for having me back tomorrow for MCU Mondays, which is a Monday night ongoing stream about all things MCU. And obviously, it's all the Falcon Winter Soldier tomorrow, I would assume. Oh, uh, yeah. Leading up to the finale, less than five days away tomorrow for the finale. 
So uh, well, that'll be on tomorrow. But you changed your opening. You got this opening now. Or the count. You have a countdown with the dancing Zemo, and and then you have the you put the Avengers song to your the name of your show. And now I've got that in my head. Before it was that the opening to all Marvel shows. Now it's the with your version. That was in my head all day yesterday. I was walking around. We're all familiar with that. That's how it starts out. Well, yeah, what I did was, you know, it's MCU Mondays. It's MCU Mondays on Geek News. It's MCU Mondays on Geek News Now. And then we continue. The thing that's better is... We've got like a choir of people doing it. And when I say a choir of people, it's me just singing at a lot of different levels and layering it. And that's how I did that whole to make it sound like more of a. Oh, but uh, we enjoy ourselves. We talk about everything that happened on Friday because MCU, they're they're pretty much releasing something every Friday from now until the end of time. So MCU Mondays on Geek News. Now we. uh we talk about it, but I can so also talk about it other places. That's why I'm here tonight. Yes. And thank you for coming. And tonight, you know, we're going to get, we're going to be like the old men or old women at the barbershop. It's going to be rumors, thoughts about what's going to happen next week. Marvel rumors in your face. All right. <laughs> See, now I'm getting comfortable using a soundboard live. So I'm, oh, I'm, starting, I'm, I'm putting more stuff in. In real time, where like it was a little bit of a little bit of a uh, cluster, the first several live streams trying to go over there and like I'm like, hold on a second, I'll find it, I'll find it. Okay, never mind. Let's now you've got it ready. No, I totally actually while talking to me, I totally understand what you're talking about because I do host my own things, and you've got this soundboard or possibly video board of tons of things to do, but you're also hosting at the same time, so it's like. Wait a minute, I've got something for this, but I was busy being the host and the moderator and the everything at the same yeah. time. But here it is, and then pff, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to you want it to diminish your hosting by overproducing, like like you're producing, but you're also hosting. So anyway, that's a whole thing. But you you can you you relate. You relate. relate. You totally relate. relate. Relatable content right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and we have some uh, comments already coming in so i'm excited we'll get we'll get your we'll get all the comments in unless it's vulgar um or it's tro- like extreme trolling but i'll, I'll put and in that case we'll hold them aside and privately look at them and if it's appropriately yeah. vulgar we'll be in touch but yeah we can't show that kind of thing no no we're we're on the socials we can't we gotta be careful. We gotta monitor it to a certain degree. We have some standard, some standards to keep uh, keep up with. Apparently, um, have you, Chris? Have you over in Baltimore pre-pandemic? Were there any of these art install museums where people could go? They, you know, they're like selfie museums where you could go and take pics for your Instagram in front of cool stuff. Maybe. Have- it, it, I don't know if that was particularly. Um, like a focus of like what? So that's like you go take a selfie in front of it. That's the whole point of that. Yeah, there's just like well, we just opened oh. one in San Antonio oh. recently. They opened one. This is one of the ones that's opened up in San Antonio recently. I have not been to it, but I have been to one of these. I went to one a couple of years ago 
that was just a, a pop-up for South by Southwest two years ago, and it was a taco-themed. Uh, people were really nice that that produced it, and they hired me to DJ and play music for them and, and kind of um, make some announcements uh, like for the opening party. And Well, anyway, they had one in San Antonio that just opened. I was checking it out. I said, okay, that's, that's cute. If you want some really cool backgrounds for your Instagram selfies, you could go, if you're a content creator and you want some cool plug-and-play backgrounds for a few pictures. But then I started thinking, you know, pop culture, in the world of pop culture, how cool would it be if there was an art install, like museum, that had nothing but, but rooms and rooms and rooms of your favorite TV show sets, like classic TV show sets that you could go and they could you could go and you could buy tickets and go take pictures on the set of Seinfeld or uh, on the set of Cheers or whatever a classic show is. And then as I started looking, I was kind of looking around the web a little bit. It turns out they already did one back in 2019 in New York for Seinfeld pre pre pandemic. There was a Seinfeld. In fact, here's a picture of the Seinfeld. And this was just a temporary thing. It was going to be up right. for it was up for a while. You could buy tickets and you could go have the Seinfeld experience. The Seinfeld so, experience. So, but I say let's expand on this. Do one well, in do one with different shows in different rooms. They've got they've got uh things like that for certain shows. Obviously, it's easier um in places where they actually shot them. But the thing yeah. is, a lot of the times those are on sound studios and stuff. So once the show is over, then you have to make way for the next show that's coming in. Yeah. So it's it's a matter of reproducing these things. And it's yeah. actually gotten kind of to a crazy level at this point. I just saw an article on something that was like there was like examining Frazier's apartment and breaking it down and talking about how he wouldn't actually be able to afford it and it's too big and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just sitting there like, you don't understand how it was to shoot with giant cameras. Nowadays you could shoot you could shoot that same thing on an iPhone, but they didn't have the technology then. They were shooting it on giant cameras. Every apartment was big. So that's like one of the things that they keep talking about. It's like, oh, these apartments were huge that these people are living in. I was like, it's just the nature of trying to show the environment they're in. And that's why they're always in the apartment, in Friends, and not like anywhere else. It's the apartment or in the coffee shop, because those were the sets they had to use. And so it's just a matter of reproducing those sets. But there are such shows like Seinfeld, like yeah. Friends, and now probably like uh, I would guess How I Met Your Mother. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I know for a fact they've they've recreated that bar. There's an actual bar that exists in Philadelphia that's a recreation of the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. bar. So as a as something like that, I totally get that, and it and it's yeah. and since those because of the way technology was then, how big the cameras had to be, how much space you had to use, those sitcoms, uh, those places are usually pretty big. So recreating them gives you actually a pretty big space in which to work. And you can recreate multiple sets. So you could have yeah. like a warehouse that's like, this is the coffee shop from Friends. This yeah. is the apartment, what, the one apartment from Friends. This is the apartment across the hall. And I don't know where you go past that because I don't know, but... <laughs> There would be people, so I can definitely see that. And there's the theme parks. There's going to be an Avenger theme park at Disney soon. Some people are calling for a Wakanda ver uh, addition to that. 
uh, which I could see happening. Star Wars, obviously. Galaxy's Edge, which I, the pandemic is the only thing that's keeping me from going. I've, I've, I thought by now I would have already been to Galaxy's Edge. Obviously, I didn't know there was going to be a pandemic in 2020. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have guessed myself to get down there personally, but it's it's an interesting thing. I've got trouble with Star Wars recently, so I don't know how excited I would have been to go to there, but I know that the Avengers thing, the Avengers compound, they had delayed that, but it's opening soon. That would probably be a really interesting thing to go through. Um, yeah. Depending on what they're doing there, how they're using it, and if they're it would be really like I would guess they'd possibly be giving some sort of hints to like possibly other things to come yeah. or have spaces where they could add attractions. Like, you know, they think ahead. It's the nature of how movies are made. It's the nature of investments. It's the nature of everything. If we're investing into, you know, the Marvel cinematic universe, the Avengers, everything like that, we've yeah. got to keep room for expansion. Oh Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know when the next big thing's going to be that you want to capitalize on. Um, Loki like, world. Yeah. <laughs> Loki Where did my kids go? Ah, uh, well, you know, it's mischievous. They grabbed the Tesseract. We don't know what's happening. This Never park fair. is amazing. Also, give me my children back. Yes, please. Enough's well, enough. It was- they're in a time room with Owen Wilson right now, so we don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, great. We paid a lot of money for this. Give us the kids back. The joke's over. The fun was the fun was had. Let's let's call it a day. Give us the kids back. Uh, speaking of classic sitcoms, who knew that this big surprise for the Falcon Winter Soldier this season would be, in fact, Elaine from Seinfeld showing up this past week? Because that's what we got uh, was uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus showing up. Uh, I think they actually. Um use her her well-knownedness if you will her Uh her celebrity yeah to overshadow kind of what's going on with her character because everyone's like oh you know it's her blah 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 i'm sitting there going like in that entire episode what did she do what what wait what was that what was the card that that was black on one side white on the other side and apparently said nothing pick up when I call. call she came in said who she was said she doesn't like to repeat herself pretty much never did and then was like yeah. and I'm out and people are like I think more excited about the fact that it was that actor than like what those right what does it mean what what was that interaction is that actor, somebody that, you wouldn't have expected popped up the yeah. actor and she I did a great job too. These yeah. <laughs> these boots were not made for walking. And I was like, Haha. and then she sits down, makes them scoot apart. Husband and wife, by the way, which she acknowledges during that conversation, but she makes yeah. the husband and wife scoot apart, talks exclusively to him pretty much, hands yeah. her the card when the, the wife is like, excuse me, who are you? And she hands the card. And then finally, when she walks away and John Walker actually gets gets the card from his wife he looks at it's like this doesn't say anything that's how and it was really interesting too because the way that she came up she introduced herself she gave her full name then she gave like a more explicit 
like or like a more detailed version of her name and then gave a nickname and then said i don't like to repeat myself and then she sits down starts talking to him and then the wife says who are you and i was like in my head i was like "Mm," she said she doesn't like to repeat herself hands her card great scene i'll tell you who she's going to be I want to hear it. Debbie Barton agrees with me. My theory is that she will. This is a setup for eventually Madam Hydra. Debbie's getting ready for MCU Mondays tomorrow night. <laughs> she's she's geared up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, she loves your your Loki world as well. Yeah. Loki world. LOL. Loki and, world. Uh, she's ready for uh, it. I love where it. Where did my kids go? <laughs> That's the I love it. Um, but Madam Hydra, mm. Braden came in also. I got I got to acknowledge him because he was asking if I could see your comments. I could see your comments. I'm sorry we were we weren't ignoring you. I wanted to bring you in, and he said John Walker making his own shield. Uh, that was yeah. We're we're going to talk about that. By the way, he's got some wel- mad welding skills. No, it doesn't look like it. I was he's looking at terrible, he's got the, at first. Skills. It looked like horrible welding skills. Uh, I, like he's a really bad welder. I haven't watched. Now, then again, I don't, I'm not an expert on welding. I've never welded anything in my entire life. I've watched different things and be, and it looked like a lot of that was some dirty, bad welding. But that uh-huh. was before, like, then at the end, they show him, like, painting the shield and i i couldn't help but wonder i was just like because there there was like some jagged crazy welding going on there and he just took the star and i don't know i don't claim to know comics as well as anyone i i mostly look up what i'm interested in from all this stuff so i don't know if there's like a certain comic lending itself to this but like i just looked at it, i was just like he looks pissed and he's just making up his own shield and maybe he's gonna make it look good but it to me, I would think it's going to fall apart if you put it into a, into a real contest with the real would, shield. Yeah, well, against the real shield, yeah. Can you give that? Can he give his shield the serum as well? Unless he unless he's <laughs> unless he does that, I'm not. I'm, you might be on to something here. That shield might be in trouble. Um, so I don't. I don't know if that if that's a thing. Uh, and be glad that that John Walker's wife didn't take the serum because otherwise. Uh, the madame, uh, as we, we think she may end up being, uh, would have probably, you know, gotten, gotten some, uh, real, um, force there from the wife. Well, how about that first, like in this episode, the first thing they did was confront John Walker Yeah, and well, they got right to it. Boom. Yeah. It was, it was literally, it wasn't like this is the next day. This was him having run away from the scene of that. And Bucky and Sam show up, and there was tons of character development this episode, more so than yeah. several others. Like uh, a lot of other episodes, gave us background to these characters. This one actually gave us a lot of like understanding. We even saw it in Bucky later when he's talking. And I got to say this um, before I forget it. Now, when Sam and Bucky are talking before they part ways when they're at like Sam's house uh, and Sam's talking to Bucky about how to actually feel better. And he talks about what Bucky's been doing to feel better. He's like, you haven't actually been, I forget the exact word he uses. 
but it's something akin to healing. You haven't actually been making anything better. You've been avenging. It's like, yes, you've been, mm-hmm. you know, doing these things because you think that'll make you feel better. But what you've actually got to do is go to the things you broke and help make those things better and help make the world a better place. And that's huge to me. And I, because a, it's not enough to just defend you have to actually make things better too. And you can't do that by destroying. Now, sometimes things have to be broken down so that you can build something new in its place. But a lot of the times, like if it's not good enough just to defend, you also have to help make the world a better place. And Bucky uh, says, uh, or, and Sam says like, I'm sure there's at least one person on that list that you could, you know, that you need to, help make things up to and Sam and and Bucky said well Sam says that's Bucky Bucky says yeah like a dozen or so and that's me I was just like oh man that's almost a shout out to like the 12 step program one of the steps yeah. to which is you have to make amends to the people that you've wronged and if you're ever going to come to a full circle yeah. of recovery and so for him to say like oh there's a dozen I was like a dozen 12 step program coming in and that's and he's someone who was under the influence of something yes and it just to me as also someone that has had to go through some of that all myself big big points to them. Uh, this episode was huge. Really? Yeah. It really hits home for you. Um, and a lot of people, um, what do you think about? So, and his, Oh, by the way, his, his, uh, rehab center, Wakanda, where he goes to start his rehab and his rehabilitation. And then he mentions in this series, it's not a theory because he actually has mentioned He's White Wolf. The White Wolf. Well, they call him that too. Uh, it's yeah, not it's even true. he says it. It's yeah. the Wakandans that call him White Wolf. And we see in the scene when he first uh, in this talks to Zemo. And this actually is one of my favorite Zemo scenes out of the entire thing because I've been pissed at Zemo for playing people this whole time. But actually, yeah. in this exact scenario, I liked that he was willing well i i liked the way that it played out like he was there willing to die and that was actually probably part of a scheme that he was going to use to then help break other people but then bucky didn't actually do that he drops the bullets out of his hand and that's a great thing and then he has the wakandans come up and take and then at that point is when zemo says i took the liberty of crossing off my name in your book and it's actually like he did the right thing in this instance. And there's never another Steve. There's never going to be another Steve Rogers. Well, there's never going to be another Bucky Barnes. There's never going to be another anyone. Every single person is your choices make you what you are. So that's part of that as well. And that also relates back to when they go to fix the boat, which by the way, that song is amazing. Immediately downloaded that boat fixing song. But the first thing that happens is like, you know, Sam's trying to fix this valve that's sprung and Bucky comes over and takes the wrench and does it himself. And Sam's like, why didn't you use the metal arm? And Bucky's like, it doesn't always spring to mind first. I'm right-handed. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's amazing. He doesn't always think to use his like strongest tool. He's just like, I'm right-handed. Like it's you, 
I hate John Walker. <laughs> he said John Walker is going to die, Braden. Thank you, by the way, Braden, for coming in tonight with some uh, comments and uh, being a part of the show. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I get the hate for John Walker. I also feel some of his struggle. And we, sure. we know, you know, he's he's a conflicted individual. He loses his partner. Um, he uh, is feeling vulnerable. You made me. Yeah. Yeah. When he's got the whole committees and everything putting him down, telling him he's not going to get any benefits, he's not going to get any rank, he's not going to get anything. He's basically, yes. he's not dishonorably discharged, but he's not honorably discharged. He's just discharged. And it's like, yeah. you made me for the, and then immediately after that is when Mystery Woman comes up and says, hey, 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 look, that's for the public but we know what you got to do. I think yeah. that's a hugely important scene right there. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting to me, what's curious, I, like, I don't know how that, because he has his own vengeance that he's going to be carrying out by the end of this series. Like the next episode, if we're talking about yeah. that, Carly has called upon terrorists. Um, exactly. Oh yes, she is. Uh, she called upon that French dude, who is a terrorist, and she has the Asian-looking but with a British accent fellow who says, "Hey, what are we terrorists now? Like, what are we this? What are we that? Oh, now we're working with criminals. That's what he says. Oh, now we're working with criminals." She says, didn't you hear? We are criminals, which reflects back on Zemo saying to Bucky, she's been radicalized now. She's past the point where you can help her. But we had we had Zemo saying that to Bucky, but Bucky goes back to Sam. And we had Isaiah saying to Sam, no self-respecting black man would ever be Captain America and any of this stuff. And then we have them coming together. And they're going to fight, even though they say, like, we're just coworkers, we're just friends, or whatever. They're going to go do what they do because they've been. Steve Rogers is their friend. Like, that's what they're about. And they're going to keep fighting for that. And that's why you've got the shield left with Sam, and he's about to move forward with the shield. And we've got Bucky. The Winter Soldier is still a part of me. Yes, it is. But that's not who you are. Your experiences defined you. Your cho- your experiences and the choices you make define you. Yeah. And so, are you the Winter Soldier? Who do you choose to be? Is the season two of this show going to be retitled Captain America and the White Wolf? There's not going to be a season two. I don't think... I would not expect there to be a season two of WandaVision or this or anything. These well, are... One- Especially one division that definitely seemed like it was a one and done Falcon and the winter soldier, by the way, I don't know this episode Falcon got his wings ripped off. There is no Falcon anymore, at least not in the way that we knew him. Okay. Let's, let's winter let's, soldier. There is no winter soldier. Let's jump ahead a little bit. Cause there's, you know, obviously the web, the interwebs has Marvel rumors in your face. All of your face. Marvel rumors. Okay. That's good. So they're, they're every, they're everywhere. Not yet. Not just Marvel rumors, but they're Marvel rumors. Marvel rumors in your face. Take that. But no. So 
I'm having too much fun. Now I'm getting comfortable with the soundboard. I'm having too much fun. Marvel rumors in your face. Chris, this is my this is my serum. Marvel rumors in your face. That's my that's my so super good. serum. It gives me superpowers. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. It's like boom. Ah Marvel rumor. Okay. So the interwebs are all over on what's in the briefcase. The most obvious answer would be a Marcellus's Wallace's soul. I agree. Uh, Pulp fiction. Yes. It's Marcellus's Wallace's soul. And now we're finally going to see that magnificent (laughs) film come into fruition. No, I apologize. Uh, It was not a Quentin Tarantino setup. No, but you know what? If you watch Reservoir Dogs, there's a lot of Marvel <laughs> Easter eggs. Do you know this? I'm sure you know this. Oh, there's yeah. A of, there's a lot of Marvel Easter eggs in Reservoir Dogs, which to me, are those Easter eggs connecting Reservoir Dogs to canon? Is it somehow canon? Did you know Easter? that it, it's just an alternate universe? The only reason unglor- Inglorious Bastards happened the way it did is because Captain America wasn't there. <sighs> Timelines, my friend. <laughs> Multiverse of Madness is going to throw all this out on the table. Going to throw it all out, and they're, we're going to see Tim Roth come back and Kytel in their black suits and white shirts, and and uh, they're going to be at the diner to arguing about like a virgin again. Uh, what it means, what the meaning of like a virgin is. Now, by the way, it would be cool to see the Avengers redo that scene uh, of some version of that scene where they're sitting around at a diner. Anyway, we're, we're shawarma. The briefcase, though. The most, I, <laughs> most common answer on the Family Feud board has been that it's a uh, new Captain America suit with the tech of T'Challa's Black Panther that Shuri built into Black Panther's suit in Black Panther 1. Mm-hmm. The other answer is, no, it's new wings. I, I say it's the whole smorgasbord. It is a gift bag of it is a gift bag wrapped with multiple presents. I think it's the wings with the suit with the tech built in. And I think once he lifts all that out of the, this briefcase, there's going to be a white wolf suit under there, by the way, for the as well, as well. So, so you think it's, and, and a, and an iPad playing the Zemo one hour loop video under all that, that they made, they made while he was in the, he was in captivity. They made a new <laughs> video. They, they had him do a new one. So you're saying you think it's going to be everything. That's my, I'm just going for it. If you want to go for suit, I go for suit and wings. I do think he's going to have the wings again. I think the wings are going to be incorporated and I could be wrong. By the way, this is theory. It's all this is theory. my theory. So it's like opinions. Everybody has them, but I say it's, it's the suits too obvious. If it's just the suit with the tech, that's cool. I'll be happy, but I think it's the suit with the tech. I think he's still going to, Pay homage to his his roots, and still have the wings. But and by the way, wouldn't it have been more more of a foreshadowing for him to be eagle instead of hawk instead of falcon? He had been eagle. Well, yes, but, but yeah. That's- also, he the whole point of this show to me it seems like at this juncture has been who is Captain America. Yeah, Steve Rogers is Captain America. Right. Does holding the shield 
mean that you're Captain America? Does that mean that you're Steve yeah. Rogers? Does having the wings mean that you're Falcon? Does it? It's about the choices you make and the things you're going right. to do. Sam has come to the point now, and I think that's what I agree with you on the wings thing. I think that his suit is going to have wings, but he's also yeah. going to be wielding the shield because he's not yeah. used the serum. He's, but yes. he is what something he is is a drop soldier. He did tons of these missions. He yeah. that is part of his identity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, his wings got torn off. He gave those to who's going to be the new Falcon. Maybe they call him Eagle now, mm -hmm. or something like well, that. Oh, yes. Why not? I don't Maybe. know because he doesn't. And it goes with that thing Isaiah said, like, no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America. But it's not just about the tragedies that he's been through and everything like that. You, you also see the kids taking out the shield and playing with it. And it's that yeah. you can be anything you want to be. Why limit yourself for any reason? And, and yes, I understand everything Isaiah is coming from and the experiments and they're alluding to many things and the, the na our nation the united states of america's past and terrible things that it's done yeah but the best you can't and that's why i talked about the 12-step program also which was included in this almost subliminally but you can't fix the problem until you acknowledge it you have to admit that there is a problem before you can fix it. And that's why when Isaiah talks about they've been erasing our history for 500 years and different things like that, yes, when you ignore these things, you can't fix the problem. You're just ignoring the problem and ignoring the problem never fixes it. Apparently, there's going to be an intervention. Intervention? Yes. Look at this from a Braden. I, I, was, I, thought, I thought there would be a chance myself a few weeks ago that old Steve Rogers could show up because i thought that was that was sort of being hinted in the first episode when they used his voice and then they asked the question and the joke was made about him being on the moon or the rumor that he's been on a space station on the moon um well that's because people want to believe in captain america and that's why like i think sorry to interrupt but that's like it's an i yeah. like the whole thing that they make a thing of in the beginning of it it's it's a bigger than any of us and that's why it keeps ringing false when john walker keeps saying i am captain america and that's something he's trying to be whereas it is what steve rogers was steve rogers is captain america john walker is trying to be what he thinks captain america is and he didn't have the benefit of spending time with steven rogers like uh, you know, like um, Sam Wilson and uh, like Bucky and having all those years with, with the real Steven Rogers. And you even of, see both uh, of them from this episode, not going forward saying, I'm going to be the new captain America. Right. Not neither of them are even considering that at this point. And that's because there is like Zemo said, there's no other Steve Rogers. So you've got to be what you are. And maybe you were inspired by Steve Rogers, and that's great, but you're not him. So but I actually live up to that inspiration. Let me clarify what you're saying here. Are you saying your theory is that he won't actually become entitled Captain America? He may wear a Captain America-like suit, have the shield on. He'll have the shield, yeah. Will he be Patriot? 
Will he be, which was, I don't know what they're going to call him. And that's like the interesting thing that I think is going to bring Don Cheadle back into this at some point, because we have armor wars coming up. Yeah. And uh, Don Cheadle's taken on, you know, and, and what was he, Uh, you know, he was iron Patriot. Was that what they called him? Um, They had. Yeah. And so there's, you know, who do you work for? Who do you reply? And that's what the Sokovia Accords is about. And it's like, you've got power. Who does it, you know, who directs the power? And if it's your power, then what are you going to do with it? Like, and that's really what came into focus with this episode with that whole council of like, oh, give us the shield back and blah, blah, blah. You're blah, blah, blah. It's like, he took the serum, which apparently they don't seem to know the council. They don't even know what happened to the shield. But again, that character that came in, Madam Hydra apparently knows he doesn't have the shield, but that doesn't matter. Um, you had to do what you had to do, and most of those people in there are just keeping up appearances, but she seems like a very much down low, and that's why US agent, right? Which is John Walker's character, makes sense. He's an agent, he's not Captain America. Captain America, throw his mighty shield, buy war stocks, and all those foes must yield. You know, like it's not that whole patriotic thing it's more of a we're doing has to be done yes in this very gray world we now live in it's not just nazis versus the u.s it's nebulous scary let me ask you this this is kind of off the wall question i'm gonna improvise this question a little bit if you have kids if you had kids and you had to pick a babysitter and i'm gonna give you these choices Mm. zemo dancing zemo Two, Carly. Three, John Walker. You have to pick one for your babysitter for a Saturday night out. I know who I'm eliminating. I probably pick who I'm eliminating first, though. John Walker. Yeah, he's gone first. Especially the super serum, John Walker. Well, no, I would pick him to defend. Oh, like to protect, like the outer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him with the super serum. Like, look, if to babysit my kids, if I had to pick between them three, would I pick yeah. the super villain, who's gonna no doubt try and if he, I mean, use them to his own goals, right? I'm not gonna let Zemo come in there. Zemo's gonna try and manipulate my kids. Done. No, thank you, Zemo. Okay. okay. I don't trust Zemo at. Any point, by it's the way, it's not going to be just him putting on this Spotify. whole time. It's not going to yeah, be no. him just on Spotify and let's have a dance party. I've seen so. the memes of ever. Oh, this is the world where we love Captain America more than Zemo. I'm like, no, that's actually the writers doing a good job. That's making you forget yeah. that Zemo killed the king of Wakanda just right. to draw out people so that he could murder other people. He right. is a bad person who will go to any length to do what he thinks needs to be done. And that could involve manipulating children. Yeah. Now I don't like either of my other options either, but oh. you know what John Walker does believe in defending what's right. And he might not always do it the right way, but the worst thing he's going to do is go off and kill someone in like for trying to get at my kids, whereas Zemo would try and leverage me at some point by something he had, he something. would use that as, and Carly might actually be 
the most honest one of them until now, now that she has been corrupted to the point, like Zemo says, I don't fully buy that. No one's fully gone, but, or at least that's the, the hope you have to get, at least that's why you lock people up instead of killing them. If you have the chance, if, if you get that choice, I'll tell you what, if John Walker brings his, that's a really tough, if he brings the wife to help, and he just stays outside to guard, and his wife is the ba- actual one taking care of the kids. And then I'm I'm in on John Walker. If it was, if it now, I guess it depends on the. It's like, who would you want to babysit your kids? Are there going to be people attacking, or is there going to be no one attacking? <laughs> if there's no one attacking, it's like that's just they give a chance to espouse their ideals. Right. I would still put it between John Walker and Carly because. They're both people that are just trying to do their best in the situations that they've been put in. Whereas Zemo is not that he was rich and he's vengeance bound. He's, he's very smart and he's determined always, to do what mind, he decides. Is right. Working. He's yeah. always working. Click. You know, he's always looking ahead, three steps ahead. Well, let me ask you about Zemo. It's a great segue. Thunderbolts. Are we going to get Zemo and the Thunderbolts? Because that's also been all over today, all over the internet. People saying Thunderbolts is coming. This is, the, of course, the MCU's answer to Suicide Squad. Uh, and Zemo would be a part of that. Is that, uh, is that being set up? Has that already been set up with him going off? I see it being one of the things that they're working on. Yeah. Uh, the MCU was a series of movies. Now it's much more with Endgame and with everything they're doing. This phase isn't just about setting up the next, you know, 10 years of movies. It's about setting up much, much more. Yeah. And also simultaneously somewhat less to explain that. I would say the MCU that we experienced over the past 10 years, that was all heading towards Endgame. This new one, they're going to have multiverses. They're going to have stories that they can tell outside of our main MCU storyline while still being part of the Marvel experience. But they're not going to have to conform to this Tony Stark or that Chris Pratt or this blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say, and that's something that DC is uh, aiming at too coming up with their flash and flashpoint stuff, but I definitely see it as more. And yes, yeah, so I see the Thunderbolts and that they, they, with giving him his mask and stuff like that, they're almost begging for it to happen. And since they're the one who makes it, I'd have to say, yeah. <laughs> well, Debbie, you also said that Thunderbolt Ross would be in this show. Possibly. And I don't see that happening so much. Thunderbolt Ross being um, General Ross or whatever, the one who was in control of the raft. Although they did just mention the raft in this episode. So if they're putting Zemo in next week, if they're putting Zemo on the raft, which Thunderbolt Ross is in control of, then maybe this could very much, very much, very much be. The leading to if Suicide Squad is the warden <laughs> of the 
prison sending out these people to do stuff. It's the exact same thing here. It's just Ross in charge. No, no, Debbie, here, no, here. no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm I'm calling it next week. That's You're right. The, that's what that's I came one, to. The... <laughs> that's one of two in credits next week. I guarantee it. I'm calling it right now. Oh, I Cake definitely I, see that. Yeah, taking ice cream from Eric for for everyone on me. If I'm if I'm wrong on that, say so give it to Debbie because uh, she she deserves it, especially after calling uh, Mephisto in WandaVision, which I still am on board with. It just wasn't explicit. Everybody we're gonna be seeing that. it. No, we're gonna be seeing it, and I, I I insist that it's actually there still. But that's not why we're here yeah. right now. I just want to yeah. say, Debbie, I give you a hard time, but just because you're here <laughs> if someone else was here for me to give him a hard time i'm here i give myself a hard time but we have you know we throw a bunch of things up and most of them land most of them most of the things debbie throws up lands and there's a always going to be a, a lot of things she throws up lands there's always going to be something uh that's going to slip through the cracks for, for everything. Oh, sure. And fan oh, theories, and, and th since they base stuff off of the comics, and that's such a good thing, like, you look forward to when they do it, but mm -hmm. then if you try and base too much of it off of that, because there's, the, yeah. like, WandaVision, oh, yeah. for instance, was a combination of three different comic storylines, and not a perfect, you know, and not right. that there can be a perfect uh, translation of anything from book to, or comic book to movie but it, it it was based off of several of these things and did it really well and it's they're using that source material of the comics of the you know to make the mcu which is the way you should as much as possible yeah we take as much as possible as we can from the source material and when we have to change it because it's a different medium it's a different time yeah. it's a different when we have to we do and it's it's a big challenge, but Marvel's doing it very impressively. Well, and there's things that will happen sometimes that wasn't even in their planning. A good example would be, and rest in peace to Chad, to the great late great Chadwick Boseman, but his passing is now going to force them to pivot onto something else, probably a lot sooner. Well, I'm sure a lot sooner than they would have ever had anticipated in yep. that story of the Black Panther. So well, that's that definitely moving away from comics in some ways. Well, Not that there wasn't other Black Panthers in the comics. It just that didn't happen. It just happened. There were a lot more T'Challa stories. It might not have been their plan if the if they were given their druthers of what they had planned for the Black Panther with right. Chadwick Boseman. I'm sure that they planned a lot more for him. Yeah. Then, unfortunately, what he was able to do. Yeah. We're we're blessed. We really are with what he did during his yeah. lifetime and during his time as an actor, not just in oh, yeah. the Marvel movies, but in his entire career as an actor and as a person outside of that, yeah. going to children's hospitals and all, you know, inspiring people in person when he himself was this entire time dying. Oh, even uh, in the later months, he was doing uh, fundraising for causes that he was really a big uh, believer in. And we had, there were people, as people are wont to do, speculating or, you know, making up articles saying, like, oh, look at him. He looks like this. Maybe he's 
getting ready for a new movie or, Oh, look at him. He's, you know, or making fun or like attacking him saying Chadwick Boseman, man, not looking so good. And that's because he kept it very close to his chest, very personal that he was going through these things. The only people that knew were basically himself and kind of Marvel. And he had partially beat it in the past. And then he had to And, um, Brain fart. I can't remember the name of the director for oh, Black Panther. Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Thank you so much. Um, wonderful director. Mm-hmm. He he knew, and he talks about. There's some great interviews where he talks about knowing that and talking and understanding what they were doing with Black Panther. Well, what a time to be wearing a Black Panther shirt. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't catch um, that. It's awesome. Yeah, perfect. I, I I love what they did with it. Black Panther was when I took uh, semiotics in college. Recently, semiotics is like the study of signs and symbols. We actually read a lot of comics in that because comics is just taking one scene to another scene. How do you? How big do you put everything? Why do you put everything? Why do you have a two-page spread as opposed to like we? And that's the study of signs and symbols, which I took as an English class, apparently when I was in film school, but my semi-apps professor was like, I don't know why they don't make all of you guys take this. And I was like, me neither. (laughs) This is hugely important to editing and how people understand what they read and why, why do things go from left to right, left to right. (laughs) It's opposite for me now, but anyway, it's a good segue. We're talking about Black Panther. I wanted to ask you, in this series, this season, is there anything you can do? Because there is Wakanda fingerprints all over this season of uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. Is there anything you, you can derive between the lines that we could expect going forward with Wakanda and the Black Panther 2 that you have derived or, or could... could um, see from what we saw in this series um i think they're setting wakanda up to be a bigger part of the mcu um it really only came into play once black panther was introduced and obviously for different reasons but it seems like now like was mentioned in the black panther movie they're expanding beyond their borders they're taking uh, they're going to be involved in international matters now, as opposed to just maintaining their secret. Right. And that was what they were completely focused on before was making sure nobody even knew that they yeah. existed. Now they're out there. Now they're working on, and, and the, the Dormelage even said like our jurisdiction is wherever we want to be, which is gonna also conflict with probably some of the Sokovian Accords and some of the other things out there. There is going to be a Wakanda series. They there said they've, they've been working on it. And um, and that's the other thing about T'Challa is I think they're setting up that to be a bigger focus and what it's going to be like. I don't know how they're going to move past him or how they're going to do that necessarily. Well, but maybe, I, maybe they don't make the decision right away. They may go a movie with sort of a makeshift... Black Panther. I thought, you know, years ago they made a Smoking the Bandit sequel, and this is really going far on on trying to do a comparison. 
But they had, they made Smoking the Bandit one, and then I think they made two, and then I think Burt Reynolds didn't want to do another sequel. He was he had a salary demands, and they couldn't get him back for a third sequel. So they still made the movie using the car, and the and the assumption was he was driving the car. But I think it turned out. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Smokey the Bandit three, but I want to leave this podcast right now. Spoiler. <laughs> And come back after you see Smokey the Bandit. You've been warned. But they they had this the the this is like they had this car, which is basically his superhero suit in Smoking the Bandit, is that that car Firebird. The Firebird, which is a classic car. Sexy. So it's a sexy car. It's one of the sexiest cars ever made. And, and those cars now go for like crazy amounts of money. If you can mm-hmm. find one online in, in good condition, it's like a it's a fortune. It's more than a house cost of a, of a nice house but anyway um you probably probably a neighborhood it's probably the cost of a neighborhood but here's the thing that that car was in the movie the assumption was he was driving the car and they had a whole movie before it was revealed that it was like his friend that was playing uh, playing like deco- as a decoy could they maybe they go that route maybe we much see the suit. maybe it's a decoy to protect wakanda and not seem vulnerable that the black panther is not there well, it's much easier to keep secrets back before the internet, but yes. also, uh, I think they'll probably do something more about uh, how the mantle is passed on, because we saw yeah. some of that during um, the Black Panther movie. It's the heart-shaped fruit, and that's also the stuff that I was reading in the comics, things like that, uh, that only the Black Panther actually gets to eat, and so that suit and the stuff like that that goes with it, that doesn't actually make necessarily the Black Panther. And he had to actually give up the power of that heart-shaped uh, fruit before he could fight to be the Black Panther. Because that ritual of the, the fighting and the different things for the title is very important, as well as so was the fact that during that movie he was thrown off the waterfall to his symbolic death that he was then brought back to life after seeing his father in the afterlife and a lot of that stuff was getting him ready for the actual mantle of the black panther which came to him before he was ready and i think they could use a lot of that i don't know how exactly but that that fact that the burden of power, the expectation people want it without understanding the burden of like the reason that the black Panther has the power that he has is to protect the Wakanda. And the realization that he came to was that I have the power to do more than just protect Wakanda. I have the power to help more than I, we must help everyone. You've got to be part uh, to quote Obi-Wan. You're part of the symbiote cycle. <laughs> you must realize this. Um, you can't. You, no man is an island. No nation is an island. Um, mm-hmm. Except maybe Hawaii. That's islands. I don't look. You know what I'm Cuba. saying? Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rico. Let's stay. It's a. It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Even alone, the you know we're no man is an island. So. Yeah. So, yeah, the series, of course, the Wakanda series, that's obviously going to be about the greater Wakanda universe and its impact on the MCU and the stories that are built around it. It's an ensemble. I would assume an ensemble cast 
Black Panther 2, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. I know Ryan Coogler said is the most challenging thing he's ever had to do is moving ahead and developing a story for Black Panther 2. I do have a lot of faith in him. He's a creative guy. And I know one of the, cha- oh, one yeah. of the things, that their first goal is going to be they want to pay some sort of respect and tribute to Chadwick Boseman and his uh, what he did in the role of T'Challa. So I know they want to do that. Um, how will they approach it? I don't know. I mean, they got options, comic books. I know Shuri was, was black Panther at one point. Um, I mean, there's the, the Killmonger route. You have that. Yeah. There's, there's some different, and like you said, this is breaking and not always, it's not always uh page for page with the comics. Um, yep. And by the way, I really like the idea of Eagle for Sam Wilson. And we just came up with that here. So if we called that, it was right here, being Chris Cassidy. Eagle. Maybe he is Eagle. It fits. He's got the I like it. I like it. I like Eagle. So maybe they start from scratch, and then he gets a completely different name. Uh, by the way, Isaiah Bradley, I want to ask you, will we see him next week? Is he coming back in this series? What will he? What will his impact be if he does come back next week? I was wondering if they were going to give him a flashback scene or something to show when he was like fighting the Winter Soldier. I'm not sure if he's going to be back next week because it seemed like this episode was partially like Sam going back to him getting the full details on stuff. The only reason we would see him again is maybe for redemption of his ideas that there's no place for a black captain America or nothing like that. But at the same time, I don't think that idea needs a redemption there for him. That is his truth. And that's not the truth is subjective. And with what he went through, and Sam says it too. He says, if I was Isaiah, or for, you know, I'd probably think exactly the same thing. But not every person is exactly the same person, and you can't live just for yourself. You've got to live for, well, you should live for yourself, but also hopefully for everybody else. That's, and that's why when I saw the kids playing with the shield, Mm-hmm. The two black kids playing with the shield, they weren't thinking about racism or like blah 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 or these higher or not higher, but like these adult whatever. Oh, that person just did this because they're you know these you know, ideas. They're just kids, and they're playing heroes and villains and like they know that the hero has that's the way i looked at it and i and they didn't he's like if you carry that you know you should be a hero and well it kind of of helps fix the in the eyes of the audience too because we saw that shield what it what it did and what it what it became in the hands of john walker and it sort of it would the word be bastardizing not bastardizing it it, uh um tainted uh, tainted it tainted the honor and 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 what what that field stood for and then it sort of brings it back and redcons it when those kids are you know we have the scenes with the kids in the shield 
and that it once again it's back to representing now that it's back in 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 hands that know what it's about and what it means it sort of redcons it for the audience because it felt that shield was was starting to feel like it was tainted and it was hard for me to think of the shield in the same way and then they brought it back for me all in that one episode like you were talking about with the kids they did so much work in this show especially early on talking about the shield itself and what it stood for and then wait let's see isaiah is an amazing character mm-hmm. watching the actor portray him uh yeah watching the actor portray him the way he does is just heartbreaking what a fantastic casting choice. Isaiah is an amazing character. I agree. Uh, and this whole cast has been amazing uh, this season. One of the best all-around ensembles I've seen um, ever for Marvel uh, product. Not that they're always not always strong. They usually are. Uh, but, yeah, it's been, it's been an especially good casting. Yeah, I agree with that. He was, he's been really good. I liked uh, about Isaiah, especially in the way he interacted with Sam, because he talks about Sam still being idealistic and he looks at Sam and he says, I used to be like you until I opened my eyes. I used to be like you until I opened my eyes. He says something like that several different times. Yeah. And that entire line of dialogue and the things that he then reveals to Sam and the, it exposes some very good reasons for why he feels the way that he does. And it still doesn't stop Sam from believing that things can be better as long as there's someone willing to be better. Make the better choices and stand for the right thing. And it's not necessarily about the shield, but he has it now. But like you were saying, the shield was tainted with that blood. It was so interesting because we were talking about this on last MCO Mondays. I was talking about... Zemo getting knocked in the head with the shield, and I was like, "Wouldn't that kill you?" And now they show it slamming into that tree. It breaks into the tree, but yet it bounces wow. off these different things. This shield does not obey the laws of physics at all. Yes, Spider Man, you're absolutely right, but also it seems to on the. I mean, it's it seems to depend on who's wielding it to a point. Now, like, would you be able to just kill someone with it if you threw it at them? I don't know. It seems to like knock people out or knock them down, even if it hits them in the head and bounces off. Right. Even though at another point it chunked into that, but for him, he takes it in his hand and he uses it. He doesn't let it go. He decides. So, like when the shield's out of your hand, it almost seems like it'll do. It's it's. Mm. It's interesting. That shield does not obey the laws of physics at all. If you throw it at someone's head, it's not going to kill them. It'll knock them out. But if you take it and you decide that you want to murder someone with it, it's a shield. It's meant for defending. That's why when you throw... I I thought it was hugely influential in this episode when they showed it bouncing off the pads and stuff like that. I was like, that gave me... Watching that, I I kind of looked at that shield a different way. Because all the rest of the times, I just looked at it like it's a super metal, but if it hit you in the face it would be like anything else hitting you in the face now i don't i don't necessarily think of it that way such a good i'm in such a good episode last depends on who's wielding it you know what i mean yeah no i love that that take and it's 
makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it becomes kind of what an extension of what it's kind of like the serum, the serum in a way, because it was, you know, they said not this week, but the week before how the serum makes you more of what you already are. Was it, I think it was the line that was delivered yeah. before he, maybe the week before. The well, week this before. one's more subtle also. That's why they were like, Steve Rogers was a good man. It like, buffed him up and then red skull was a bad person and it's just like this one's more subtle and it's not just going to be so obvious that's why no one just became suddenly like jacked when they took the uh serum like carly's not like suddenly like hugely muscular but when she unleashes it it's unleashed that's why like the guy he's like it's more subtle in a way more dangerous harder to identify right catch you catch you off guard I want to see Happy from Iron Man take the serum. What would that do? Oh, God help me. I hope not. Don Favreau is happy. God bless him. And I love that character. Oh, And John Favreau and everything he's done making the MCU essentially. But, uh, and and remaking Star and saving Star Wars. Elf. He's done too many things. Um, He he made it one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Then he saved Star Wars and he set up the MCU. Uh, no, nah, that's it. Uh, he, not, no big deal. And I enjoy him as an actor like all the time. And oh, yeah. Well, I mean, The Chef. Love that movie. That's good. Great. Oh, great brought some, just unleash the magics of cornstarch to me. I had no idea. By the way, if you ever get, I don't know if you've ever seen his Netflix series. I've talked about it many times on the show. But he has that, they did a show based off the movie The Chef. He's had Dave Filoni on there. They went to Lucasfilm Ranch. There's been some fun episodes. They did one with uh, with Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and some of the other Marvel uh, family uh, on that episode. But he, they have an episode about grilled cheese sandwiches and make and how they make the ultimate grilled cheese sandwich in the Chef. If you love grilled cheese sandwich, go directly to Netflix and find that episode. <laughs> it's amazing. Did you watch this? Yeah. I've seen that one, and also I used to work at. I've worked at a bunch of different restaurants over my life, and yeah. some of them there were actually like different times when I did grilled cheese specials, and I learned how to cook them. And there's like garlic bread grilled cheese, and there's four cheese grilled cheese, and there's grilled grilled cheese cheese, and it's just like ah, it's the best. It's some of the best. Just. To make that level of a grilled cheese sandwich, it it really is an art form. Oh, absolutely, and it's worth yeah. looking into. It especially like grill. It's it's n- it's not the most difficult thing in the world to neither. No. You know, it's oh, it's no, doable. It, it's doable. Well, you need you need cheese, bread, butter. What else am I missing here? Well, a not proper, much. A, a proper skillet <laughs> or a cast cast iron, I think, would be ideal. Not a lot of things there. I mean, it's not like making a. a five course meal or four course meal. Um, how many courses, four course, five course. But anyway, uh, but next week, the season finale, it's already here. We know what that's going to be. The shit is getting real. Oh yes. Things getting serious. Dude, did you hear what I said? The shit just got real. Next week. The shit is getting. Okay. okay good. We got it. But yeah, next week, uh, man, I got my serum can use this board now live. It was, it was such a cluster. The first several lives doing that, trying to figure out how to incorporate that board. Now <laughs> like I, I've got it. It just feels good. I want to use it just 
Thunder Pop, in association with these nuts productions. Got them. Okay. These okay. nuts. I want to ask you for final thoughts, Chris Cassidy, for next week's. And I know we're going to get. And I, I held. Don't worry. I held some stuff back for your show tomorrow. I'll have some <laughs> new stuff to. We can. I know, I know you'll have your 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 show uh, planned. I'll, I'll, I saved, I didn't use everything for this show. I didn't, I didn't unload all my, I would say ideas. just like hold some of the stuff that we talked about, like, and yeah. let, cause you know, we have a bigger panel and I want to yeah. see, I want to see what people yeah, stumble upon themselves. That's what, that's one of my favorite things about my show is just like seeing what people come up with. I love talking about it myself, but I, I can't, I don't proclaim to be an expert on everything. Uh, if this was a certain subject, I might be like, don't anyone say anything else because I'll tell you what's going on. But since it's MCU and comics, I love it. I know a lot about it. I don't know anything. Everything. I don't know everything. I know some things. I don't know everything. So I like hearing the theories, the fan theories. I like talking about them. That's what we do on MCU Mondays. We talk about what people think is going to happen and maybe why other people disagree or agree or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for tomorrow. <laughs> be fun because yeah we're going there everybody's gonna come in with some new stuff that we haven't even thought of and for and friday because how's this gonna end we, what can you know what so many things that going on that that episode next week is amazing it's, it's gonna be very exciting oh by the way brody uh said the serum they have now drives you crazy it comes with a lot of mental issues um, interesting. Yeah, not the same serum that Steven Rogers took. Mm -hmm. It does definitely seem like it has more of an effect on the mind. Yeah. Which is interesting because they say like, obviously it's not as much of a physical change. Maybe it's more about the mental change because Steve Rogers just became more of what he was, which is a good man. Red skull, more of what he was a bad guy. He got super strength, but he also looked at this one might change more of your mental perceptions. And if not change them, then just amp them. Yeah. And so if you feel a moment of anger, it's going to like supercharge that. And if you're feeling, and so maybe it's more affecting your emotions than just your physicality. Very interesting. Uh, and then on, in reference to the grilled cheese, also Brody said, how about a private wing in a hospital to take care of your arteries after that grilled cheese sandwich there? Mm. It's a trade-off, but death by grilled cheese. Death by grilled cheese. Hey, there's worse ways. There's to die. definitely worse ways to die. Shield to the face. Shield to the face. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That that's an offensive right. weapon. That is. It's an offensive weapon. And then sorry, that's the. Uh, I I did that in my last MCU Mondays, but that's the end of. Monty Python and the Holy Grail when all the warriors are lined up to fight the actual British police show up and uh, they pick one guy with everyone's got weapons. He, they rip a shield away from him and go, that's an offensive weapon. That is. <laughs> and that was the first thing I thought when John Walker was beating the guy to death with a shield. I was like, that's an offensive weapon. That is, <laughs> it's not, that's the joke. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Monty Python, the, the what's the names of all the cast members? Do you know them? Not not off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember the name. Well, Tim Roth did work was a huge <coughs> Monty Python, the reservoir. I was talking about reservoir dogs and NCU connections. He also was in the Hulk movie with Edward Norton. He played well, the villain. 
And here's something for you. Uh, this is kind of. Um, he goes. Breaking news. Tim Roth is returning for the She-Hulk TV series on Disney Plus. That'll be exciting. He's coming back to reprise that role that you were you were mentioning is that, there. Is uh, that for sure? That is, I read, that is a sure thing. Now, I don't know how much he'll be a part of the show, whether it'll be sort of a recurring or whether he'll be in episode to episode, but he's going to be part of that She-Hulk series. It lines up with a lot of the things they're doing. Uh, centering around multiverse of madness, and like we talked about earlier, that's kind of gonna. Th- this setup isn't just for the next series of movies; it's for the next yeah. explosion of everything that right. they now are yeah. able to do, which includes more of these shows. And when I say these shows, people talk about season two, and it's like, don't look for season twos; just look for all new miniseries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not going to waste six seasons talking about like this, the Arrowverse does. And not that that's necessarily a bad right. thing. It's just that was then with TV and the way that serial television shows work. And this is now with continuing stories, breaking things up in the different thing and making if it's worth it, essential to watch the next thing. That's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It wasn't essential that you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that was like in the TV era. Daredevil, all of those other things. That was, again, coming up to this, it was in Netflix and it was close. We're, We're literally entering a new era of how these things work. And I'm excited. Jessica Jones, you didn't have to watch you didn't miss anything in the MCU. If you missed the Jessica Jones series, although there is reference to the MCU and what's happening in them. There's those slight references here and there, but it's, it's not required required watching. It's not required. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't and have to. And, and that's the same thing it is with these miniseries. Like yeah. if you were just watching the movies, if you watch Endgame and you just want to watch the movies, that's possible. You can do that. You can but, still do it. Maybe you enjoy this stuff. Maybe you want to know more. It's not that hard to watch the mini series in between, especially in this new way when they're doing streaming services. You got Disney Plus. Hey, the next three months are going to be this show. The next two months are going to be this show. Movie, show. Yeah. Movie, two shows, movie. As long as you have Disney Plus, you've got it all. Yeah. And I, I don't think Disney, Disney Plus is not going anywhere anytime soon. No, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, it's building. It's building, and and uh, I believe already becoming the king of uh, streaming. Amazon is coming up to fight it. Well, and and the thing is, Amazon has that delivery money, that shipping money. Well, they've got the money. It's owned by Bezos. I was yeah, just—you've probably seen all of the articles recently that talking about the budget. For the Lord of the Rings show, which is actually not Lord of the Rings, but like, well, it's Lord of the Rings, but earlier people, they say Lord of the Rings because that's what people understand. It's Lord of the Rings. Yes, it's that franchise. But it's like, oh, the first season costs $450 million plus dollars. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And yes, that might ruin a movie studio or a normal 
in the ways that people used to understand how things got made, yes. But Amazon is owned by Bezos, who's worth $200 billion. Yes. And $450 million to him is something he can afford to lose. And that's if the show doesn't do well, which it may very well do very well, and then just end up making him more money. That's an investment he can afford to tank because it's almost nothing on the grand scheme of things. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, this costs way more than anything else. And I'm just... Super rich people could afford to do whatever the hell they want. I just hope it's good. I love yeah. Lord of the Rings. I just hope it's good. I don't care how much money it took or doesn't take. Just I hope right. you do it well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be $5,000 budget, but if it's as long as it's good. Yeah, call I mean, me a weirdo. I don't care about how much money it takes as long as it looks good. Yeah, and the thing is, Amazon has that crazy money because of Jeff Bezos, and they, so they can, much which, money, which makes them a formidable, so much money competitor in the streaming uh, market. Oh yeah, uh, it really. You have no idea. I wrote papers on this while I was in school. I was like, people are worried about Netflix and HBO and how Paramount and this is going to conflict. Amazon has more money than God. Uh, because even God needs to ship things every once in a while. And mm. so they can afford to make whatever they want. And what they've done so far is spend money on things they know are going to be surefire wins. That's why, like, uh, Miss Maisie, that comedian show they had, like, a lot of their Jack Ryan, they had that. Everything they've done, pretty much, the uh, Heaven and Hell one with the, I, I forget, brain fart. Uh, but they make things and it's immediate successes as opposed right. to other places like Netflix, which is like, we'll take anything we can get and throw it there for people. Right. So it's going to come down to like Amazon versus Disney plus, at least as far as I'm concerned. And maybe there's going to be some outliers, but yeah. And I, I could definitely see that. And that's a whole other episode. That could be a great conversation. <laughs> on, on, on. I get yeah, distracted. It's possible. Here's the one thing though. I will say on the, on the pro on Amazon prime prime video, I know a lot of people, though, that because of the press that Amazon has gotten um, but, uh, with the uh, employees peeing in the bottles and not being able to take proper breaks and all that stuff. And you can talk on that, how you on what your thoughts or opinions on that are um, and, and whether it's how much of that's true and how much of that is, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, is that there's some people that won't engage in what they're doing because of that situation so that's another thing i don't know how that long term affects them but netflix doesn't have that baggage well, what you're saying is no true uh but it's the convenience factor the reason that those people have to pee into bottles or whatever is because other people are getting those packages delivered on time and they're willing to right. pay for those packages to be they don't people it's it's that breakdown of not realizing how you get the products that you get, right. which is why people like demand animated shows immediately after they saw the last season, as if it doesn't take time to animate them. Oh, gosh, Dan yeah. Harmon has a literal live performance rap where he talks about how stupid that is. And he's talking about Rick and Morty <laughs> and it's amazing, but people, the general public, when they're just the consumers, they consume and when you've run out of the thing they're consuming, they want 
more. And oh, so yeah. that's why a lot of when you're looking, you know, it it's not just it's it's fascinating. I don't know. <laughs> I know some people that won't watch a show until all the episodes are up. So they'll wait the weeks up, the weeks to the weeks of shows to accumulate because they want the I'd, instant gratification. I've done that before because I know for a fact that I will watch something if I'm going to watch it all at once or if I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it all at once. Right now I'm rereading re through a series I've already read, but God damn you, I'm going to read every book in this 22 over book series before I read anything else. That's what I'm doing right now as far as reading goes, as far as watching something goes. Am I going to rewatch something? Am I going to watch something new? If I'm watching something new, it has to be really worth it to me or something that I'm going to be talking about on one of these shows. Certainly. Yeah. That's because then I have to do it, but otherwise it's gotta be like enticing. It's really got to get me to be like, I'm going to watch this week to week. I'm going to be waiting on that. I'd rather be able to do it at my leisure either all at once or as much as I can take and then go back to it. So to have that week to week thing, which for a while, a lot of people didn't have, you know, Netflix was releasing everything at once. You had everything being released at one time. And, and it's also partially so that people will stay subscribed. We release it week to week. So it crosses over month to month. So that if you want the completion of this story, you have to keep being subscribed. I get that, but I also see the value in the week to week, the waiting week, giving people a chance to talk about things to get the community hype going. Cause if you just release it all at once, then everyone watches it all at once or people do watch it all at once. And then it's over. Yeah. Yes. The candle burns much brighter, but it goes out that much faster. Oh, if you release God. it week to week, finish that off so quick and i was like no i gotta wait a year and month more cobra kai exactly so, the, oh yeah if it flares all the brighter but it is gone that much sooner it rather the the you know it doesn't burn as bright but it lasts much longer and leads you into the other thing so and that strategy for disney plus that they have with marvel and since they own more than more, they have Star Wars, they have other things too. Right. They've definitely got more than even one story to compel people. Oh, uh, yeah. Like you said, that's kind of another conversation. Oh, I want to come back. I've done, we've done episodes <laughs> on, on the streaming platforms. There's more to, more, to, more to cover on that for sure. Uh, Chris Cassie, I want to thank you. And I look for everybody tomorrow on the Geek News Now YouTube channel. Come back. Uh, time, sir, just remind me on times tomorrow night for MCU Monday. MCU Mondays is every 9.30 Eastern, Eastern on Monday night. Eastern, yeah, 9.30 p.m. So 15 minutes before this one. So, but to not confuse anyone, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, And we talk about all this, the good stuff from Marvel. Tomorrow night. And then check out the Geek News Now YouTube channel because there's all kinds of stuff on there. They do a show. I mean, there's there's a um, – uh, you you name it. If it's nerdy, there's a show on it on the Geek News Now YouTube channel. We've got tons of amazing contributors on there. Yeah. I myself am one of them, so that should tell you just how great they are. But 
myself aside, we have Cam, who makes Cam in Focus. It's literally a series that's devoted to breaking down films and looking at the good and bad sides yeah. of them. Cam in Focus does a great job on that. We've got uh, the the Chronicles of Geek, hosted by Damon, and he, that's a yeah. weekly thing that he does. And they're like thirty minute long episodes. The first season is about escapism. We're in the first season now. He has 22 episode plans. I think he just released like the ninth or 10th one today. That's amazing. And I do tons of music videos as well as other things like hosting and talking about things. But I was just uh, today working on adding lyrics to my Wolverine tribute, mm-hmm. uh, bad company. So that's going up tomorrow before we do our MCU Mondays. And I'm so glad to be here with uh, Steven because I'm I didn't have to it. host this. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I love being a panel. <laughs> being a panel you just sh- you show up on time. You just get there and let somebody else do the heavy lifting <laughs> and you just be, be awake and be ready when it's your time to talk. It's easy podcasting being, being the panel. It's you have to control any boards your computer just has to be on and plugged in and powered up and your mic on and you're, you're good to go. You can sit there in your underwear as long as you don't, you get your camera up high enough and, and nobody knows and you're, you're good to go. By the way, I'm not wearing, I'm, I'm in shorts where I'm wearing pants right now, which is rare, but I need to. Okay. Everyone out there have a great hour day millisecond. And for those that were, uh, or for Brody that was commenting about our grilled cheese sandwich. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to treat you to an ice cream, an apple pie, and diabetes. Diabetes. I'd like to treat you to a diabetes. Actually, I'm surrounded by diabetes. Now, one of the things I've learned to do is uh, laugh at people with type 2 adult onset diabetes. And okay, the, the late great Wilfred Brimley. Check out Cocoon if you ever want to see him in a, a great movie. I haven't watched in a while, but Cocoon is Wilford Brimley. Okay, everybody out there, have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow night for MCU Mondays at Geek News Now. Good night. Thunder Pop is a Hit the Bricks production. Good night. Goodbye.